Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. All my songs were released between 2010 and 2012. So I don't know why that happened. It was just a coincidence. Well, that's that's a weird thing right there. What are the chances that we're going to have any songs the same? I say zero. We might. We might. Really? Well, you think we might? Like, I honestly, I say zero. Chance. Well, I mean, do you have any songs between 2010 and 2012? Because you can answer the question right now. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Okay, Skip, so normally we uh, do episodes where we count down our favorite or least favorite things, but uh, we're going to go back to the future or back to the past, I'm not even sure, and do one of our uh, old-fashioned episodes where we just talk about random things. So I know because you texted me this week and last week that you have many random things that you wanted to talk about, and it would take up you know, a full episode, so that's why we've decided to do this today. Before we do that, are we doing listener mail today? Mailbag. I just have one. Uh, my Our good buddy, Mark from Philadelphia, uh, messaged me last night um, about our Guilty Pleasures episode. And he said that he, he, had, he must have similar taste to you because he has Rihanna and Pink in his playlist, in his music library. That's awesome. So uh, congratulations, I guess, for that, the two of you. Nice. Um, he was going to, he was, he said he was going to text me to suggest we do an episode on CDs that we've bought, but now you're embarrassed to own. And then we beat him to the punch because we did, basically did the same thing. Um, and then throwing back a few episodes ago to our favorite REM songs. Okay. <laughs> You know, I talked about like the song South Central Rain. Is it really called South Central Rain or is it SO dot Central Rain? Like, why do they abbreviate it? Right. You know? So, um, Mark tested it. He asked Alexa to play South Central Rain in his house. And um, he was happy to report that it played the correct song. So, <laughs> oh, you could do that too in your house, couldn't you? Um, technically, yes. I, I could ask Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the that's the uh, very very short mailbag. Okay, so I know you have a long list of random things, so we should just mm-hmm. get right to it then. Yeah, I mean I've been collecting like stuff that I know that I've been wanting to talk about, and knowing that some of these are interesting to you as well. Like I know this kind of stuff that you know like gets your brain working. So I, I I'll just go right in. Like obviously, like look, we're we're in. We're in like the week between the the leading up to the Super Bowl, so there's a lot of NFL stuff to talk about, um, and then obviously the Olympics is starting, so that's also really big. But the the story that's taken over all of Canada sports is the Canadian men's national soccer team. Soccer, and and they are so popular that even you who knows nothing about soccer has become a fan, and it's appointment viewing. You you are. You your schedule is revolving around when the Canada is playing, which is absolutely incredible for me to even comprehend that, that you would be into this. You you even texted me asking me for a clarification on a rule, right? So so that sort of got me into your head. I was like, well, if Josh doesn't really understand that, but he's still into the game, so it doesn't matter. You know, let him let him enjoy it. So well, I thought it was a good question, and I understood the explanation. And actually, right after I sent you the message, I sort of guessed. Like if it goes out on the side, it's a throw in. And if it goes out on the back line, it's a, it's a corner kick. So I did figure it out just before you responded. Right, right. So like, what do you think about the, 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 I mean, the chances of Canada qualifying for a world cup are like 
99%. I mean, it's, it's, I, we, we don't want to jinx anything, but it's basically in the bag. They need to get like one point out of the next three games, I think, to, to qualify. So it's, it's pretty imminent. Um, and it's going to be really exciting at the World Cup to, to have Canada there. My son even asked me, what happens if Canada is in the same group as England? I think I <laughs> asked you that exact question a few months ago. I think my head would explode. I wouldn't know what to do. I asked our friend Joe what happens if Canada and Italy are in the same group, and uh, he said he'd root for Canada. Well, Italy may give him the 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 may solve that problem for him because Italy may not even make the World Cup. Either Italy or Portugal, one of those two teams is not making it. Um, so, I mean, look, I would love for Italy not to make it. That, that would make my day. Sorry, Joe, but that would really make my day. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything really to analyze about Team Canada. I don't know, like, what to say about them other than that it's, like, been a wild, thrilling ride. The fact that they were able to win those last three games without arguably their best player is is yeah. very impressive. Yeah, I mean, he is their best player for sure. He changes everything that they do. He Alfonso Davies, he adds this element of intense speed and skill, you know, like, but, I mean, they... Someone on the radio here said, and it's really, really true, um, Canada really had a chance to show like the depth of the team too, right? Because they use different lineups every game. They had players coming in and out. And I mean, it's it's so frustrating like to think back of all the other years because every other like four-year cycle leading up to the World Cup, I would just tell my son, I was like, all we have to do is beat Haiti. All we have to do is beat Panama. All we have to do is beat Jamaica. And we never could do it. We never could beat these teams. Like like that game against El Salvador, like four years ago, we go in there and we lose that game. Like it's not easy to play in those South American cities. And like, it just shows the growth of like, I think the coach, uh, John Herdman, deserves tons of credit because he's had them all playing together, right? There's a togetherness about the team. And no matter which which player he starts or comes in and whoever he substitutes, there's really like a real good togetherness around the squad. So it's like, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for the next three games in the end of March. They're going to be also amazing, right? So so by the way, that uh, the last game where Canada won 2-0, mm-hmm. I know you remember the winning goal which mm-hmm. went off the back of a Canadian player. It reminded me yeah. of, um, do you remember a hockey player by the name of Chris Contos? Of course, yeah. And do you he remember his most of, famous uh, goal of his career? Yeah, off his butt maybe exactly, also, right? Exactly, in, in a playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Look, they, they go in however they go in. That was certainly a crazy lucky goal. But you know what? Like when you're playing on the road, you know how it, even in every other sport, you're like, you got to go, you got to play a road game. You got to grind it out and you got to play a road game. And that's what they did, right? They grinded it out. It was ugly. That third game was ugly. It wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't pretty soccer. Right. It wasn't the beautiful game, you know, like it was foul after foul after foul and stops and starts and that's how it goes in CONCACAF sometimes. By the you know? way, I was kind of annoyed at one of our players. I don't know his name, but he got a yellow card late in the game, and now he can't play the next game. Like, we have a 2 nothing lead. What are you doing? There's like one yeah. minute left in the game, and we have a 2 nothing lead. What are you doing? But the coach has done a good job of managing who's on the yellows and who could have a yellow. And, like, I don't think it's going to be consequential. Like, he'll sit out and it'll be what it'll be, you know. Every team has to deal with that. But, yeah, you're right. They're, Canada has a few hotheads, which you need, right? You need to have those guys. Of course, of course. The National Football League. All right, so like I mentioned, 
we're we're in the week before the Super Bowl, and it's it's been like weeks and weeks since we even mentioned the NFL. And the NFL, who just delivered us two of the greatest weeks of football playoffs that we, we've ever seen, like just fantastic um, football games in the divisional round and then the championship games. And now, like, look, you you stated several times over the course of the last, I don't know, months that you didn't watch any football this year. You haven't watched NFL football. Regular season football, you were just like not watching. But I know for a fact that you watched a lot of the playoffs because you were texting me during the games, asking me stuff and commenting. So like, I guess you liked the playoffs? Like, Yeah, no, I knew I would watch the playoffs. Like I, if you'd asked me in September, I would have told you, yeah, I'll be watching in January be- yeah. because, you know, the, the games matter. Um, so no, I didn't, I, I watched very few regular season games, but you know, part of the reason I got into it is because there are a lot of Buffalo Bills fans where I live and, and the Buffalo Bills are now good for the first time in who knows how long. And they had Mm. a great run. Unfortunately, they lost in a heartbreaking fashion, um, to, to, to Kansas city, but it was an exciting game. And yes, the last, what, six games in the NFL have all been very exciting, which, which makes it interesting to watch. You know, I did, I was having heart palpitations when the LA Rams were doing everything in their power to lose to Tampa Bay. And I had to turn that game off because I couldn't watch that and waited till you told me it was over. But, uh, (laughs) but other than that, everything has been fine. You were so paranoid that even when I told you it was over, (laughs) you wrote back saying, is it really over? (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't believe you. (laughs) I was like, yes, it's really over. The final score is x you know you have such a hatred for brady i don't know why like well because he was look, on, i don't he, like because he was on the new england patriots that's why right look look i don't like brady i don't care about brady but i i, I respect like the greatness of of the man's career and now look he's just announced his retirement so that must have thrilled you right i, I am thrilled about that yes <laughs> i just i don't like when the same team or player yeah. wins over and over and over again it, it just yeah you know like there's 32 teams spread it around. Yeah. I mean, and he's getting so much credit for, like you said, almost coming back again in that game against the Rams. He did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. Right. The Rams it was all were the, the ones Rams. who screwed up. Yeah. The Rams did it to themselves, but look, let him go have a great retirement. Maybe we'll see him as a commentator. I don't know. Who knows? But I'm, I'm actually glad you're right. I'm glad he's gone. You know, my son He's just turned 21 a couple days ago, right? And his entire he's a huge NFL fan, right? <laughs> Could you imagine when you were 20, 21? There's one player that has dominated the NFL his entire life. My son only knows one thing. The New England Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. That's all he knows, right, about the NFL. And And actually, it goes even a step further because... Even in, I mean, maybe, maybe when we go, maybe we would go back and say the same thing, like certain players dominated the era, but I don't, no one's dominated there for as long as Brady has. Like, that's just not possible. And he's also a huge NBA fan, my son. And basically his whole life, it's been LeBron, right? Either, either on the Cavs or the Heat or the Lakers, right? It's always been LeBron, right? So I can't, can't wait for him to retire too. And then you can go even a step further and Crosby and Ovechkin, because that they've dominated hockey in his life, you know, also. So it's it's kind of an interesting thing. Anyways, I'm happy Brady's Brady's retired. Let's get him out of there. You know, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if like a year from now, 
there's a team that needs a quarterback and all these rumors, oh, you know, he might unretire. Like it happened with Brett Favre. It happened with other guys. I don't think I could see him unretiring, but I could see people talking about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is almost worse. Even this year, like when the the Saints were didn't know what to do for their quarterback. And, you know, apparently, you know, they were trying to get Drew Brees to come back for a few games. Yeah, I know? heard those rumors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, and, they're and, rumors. Um, so. And Philip Rivers also, there were those rumors as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. But like, it's it'll be interesting to see what Tampa Bay does because there's a, you know, Rogers and Russell Wilson are free agents. Um, is Tampa an attractive spot for them? You know, like, is Tampa an attractive spot for other free agents, or what's going to happen to their team? They still have a nice nucleus of a team, but it'll be kind of interesting to see actually how good that team is with like a normal quarterback. Like, honestly, like, he's, Brady was still the one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If Tampa gets Aaron Rodgers or, or yeah. Russell Wilson, that's that's an upgrade for them. Well, I don't know about an upgrade, but at least it's it's not a downgrade, right? It's, it's, not, it's not like starting over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, like, are you cheering for uh, any particular team in the Super Bowl? Like, do you care about the Bengals or the Rams? I, I don't care about either team. Like, I don't. For me, it's all about if the team that I hate is playing, I root against that team. So the teams that I hate are gone, which is great. Yeah. So I can actually yeah. relax. Um, so I'm not rooting for either team. You know, I have no, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. either both those teams, they don't really instill any emotion in me, either positive or negative. Right. I mean, I'm going to watch. Obviously, I'm going to watch. Are you rooting um, for either but- one? I don't also care about either team really that much. My son's really rooting for the Rams because he really likes Matthew Stafford. Uh-huh. Um, he he always liked him on the Lions and he was thrilled when he got a change of scenery. But at the same time, like, it's very hard not to love Joe Burrow. Like, the guy is just so fantastic, you know? Joe, so, Joe Burrow has, in his career, has not lost a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just this year. That's it, right? I know, but I mean... Yeah. Like who, what yeah, other quarterback is perfect? No other quarterback is perfect. No, that's true. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll see how the game unfolds if I'm going to root for a particular team. You know, I don't know. But, you know, one thing that I always tell you, this is like year five of the podcast, and I'm sure I've said it five uh, every every time we talk about the Super Bowl. The day I always told you, like the day after the Super Bowl should be a holiday. Like there should be some, yeah. some legal decree, like somewhere like that should make this a holiday. So, um, I found out that there's like a, uh, a school board in the Cincinnati area that already announced that schools will be closed the Monday following the Super Bowl in anticipation of the Bengals victory. <laughs> well, actually it's not technically a holiday, but the day after the Super Bowl this year is Valentine's day. Oh, there you go. Even better. Like, uh, there could be a huge baby boom nine months later in Cincinnati area. There, no? there could be. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, I mean, look, like I just said, like Stafford when he was on the Lions, like obviously the Lions are like a sad sack situation, you know, like they've never been to a Super Bowl or never mind won it. They've never even been to it. Um, but the Bengals are also a real suffering franchise you know like the Bengals like those fans are have really suffered um so I kind of would like 
I kind of would like to see the Bengals win just uh, just for all those Bengal fans. And, you know, Brendan Gallagher on the Canadians is a huge Bengals fan. He tweets about them and posts about them on Instagram all the time. So, so I'm kind of rooting for them maybe just for that. The Rams were just in the Super Bowl, I think, three years ago, and it was the most boring Super Bowl I've ever oh. watched in my life. It was the worst. That was against the Patriots. Yeah. Because that was, yeah. that was like, I know you hate Belichick, but... Look, I think Sean McVay is the most overrated coach in the league. Like, I, I mean, I think he's fine, but everybody thinks he's this kind of genius. But in that Super Bowl, Belichick showed who the real genius was, <laughs> you know, because it was awful to he, watch. He just, it was awful to watch. But that's how Belichick operates. He just wins games, right? Like he, he devises a game plan to make it difficult for for you to do what you want to do. So now that I mentioned Belichick, I'm going to flow into my next topic. Okay. It's also NFL. So you heard about this lawsuit from Brian Flores, the coach of the that was just fired by the Dolphins. Yes. He's suing the he's suing the league, the Dolphins, the Broncos. He's suing everybody. Yeah. I heard um, about it. We're not gonna. I don't want to talk about like the the guts of the lawsuit, but I mean, basically, he's alleging sort of, uh, uh, not sort of, he's alleging like a racial discrimination in the hiring practices of the NFL, which. I think he's probably 100% right. Um, from everything I've heard and what I and I agree with some of the things I've heard, there's no chance he's going to win and I think he knows he's not going to win. That the he's bringing this lawsuit not for the not for the idea of like getting a big payment from the NFL. He's doing it to make a point. He's doing it to try to change how things are going. But the the most fascinating thing about this whole thing is Bill Belichick's little piece of the puzzle here you know about how he fits into this yeah yeah i heard that he sent a text message congratulating him on getting the coaching job and it was the wrong brian yeah exactly he he sent a text to brian flores congratulating him on getting the head coaching job for the giants and flores wrote him back saying i have my interview like in two days so i don't think they've made a decision yet and then belichick realized and he's like oh sorry i sent this text to the wrong brian he meant to send it to brian dayball who eventually did get hired by the Giants. And this is what led Flores to believe like his his uh they were only they were only interviewing him because he's black and they have to satisfy this Rooney rule that the league has. Right. Um and that the whole interview was basically just for show, which is really terrible. I mean look, the Rooney rule we can debate it high and low. I think it has a good intention, but obviously it doesn't work. <laughs> like <laughs> No, it doesn't because I mean, if all you have to do is interview minorities, you can interview minorities like till the cows yeah. come home. But that doesn't mean you're yeah. going to actually hire them, right? I mean, look, it's still it's still a league with privately owned businesses, which are teams, and owners absolutely have the right to hire whoever they want. So it's very difficult. You can't mandate hire a black coach. You you can't. It's just not going to work. Um, but. You can try to change behaviors, maybe. I think the rule is trying to change behaviors, but ah, it's 20 years. That rule's been around for 20 years. I didn't even realize that until I heard it on on a podcast. And, you know, 70% of the NFL players are black. <laughs> and I, I there's thought only it was one higher than that, black, actually. There's only one black head coach right now in the league. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of telling you that this Rooney rule's not really working. If there's only one black head coach, that's like kind of kind of ridiculous. So, you know, um, you know, um, I mean, his, the lawsuit that Flores is, uh, has put forward, yeah. he's suing, there's three teams and the league. And I can understand, right. like, like you said, I'm sure he doesn't care if he wins or loses. He just wants this to come out, you know, in, in the public. 
Um, but uh, I can understand why you'd be suing those three teams. But proving that the league is doing something, that's almost impossible because then you have to prove yeah. that the league and all 32 teams have colluded to do this. Right. Which, There's no which, way Which I don't know it. how you can prove that. He can't even prove the other stuff that he's alleging with the with the the Dolphins. You know, he's saying that he's saying that uh, the Dolphins owner told him he would pay him a hundred thousand dollars for every loss, so they could lose games on purpose, so they can get a better draft pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way he could prove that because the owner of the Dolphins is going to say, "No, I never said that," and and the, it's not an email, it's not a letter, it's not it's not a text. It was a conversation in person. It was a right. Fa- so the, it was a fax. It was a fax, maybe. So, so like they can't prove any of this. But like I, like I said, I don't think Flores is really trying to to, to prove it. He he wants to affect change in the league. I mean, he's a young coach. He's he's sticking his neck out on the line. No one's gonna hire him now. Right? Chances it's are they won't. It's gonna be like Colin Kaepernick part two. It might. It might. Yeah. So I, I, I'm transitioning so beautifully from topic to topic. I'm I'm really proud of myself. You're almost like a professional host. Did you see the uh, new name of the Washington football team? It's the... Uh, I saw it and it's terrible. The Washington Commanders. Like, so they've been the Washington football team for almost two years now, I think. And I actually like Washington football team. Like, they didn't need to give themselves a nickname. They could have just left Washington football team. In fact, I don't know why any sports team has a nickname. Like, if I'm talking to you about, you know, Green Bay... Do I have to say the Packers? If I don't say the Packers, yeah. you're not going to know who I'm talking about? Or, or yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, I don't get it. Well, in like, if, for example, like in soccer in England or football, as they, they call it, like the teams don't really have nicknames. The teams have nicknames, but they're they're very like, they're not referred to their by their nickname all the time. So, for example, they're say like, oh, Liverpool's playing Tottenham, right? So... Like it's they they don't say the Reds are playing the Spurs. Like although Tottenham is referred to as the Hotspur more often, but Liverpool is referred to as the Reds only like in different kind of conversations. Same thing like Man United. No one knows what they. I think it's the Red Devils, but no one knows that. Like you know, like teams sort of have these nicknames that fans made up, right? So it, it is a bit weird. But I agree with you hundred percent. Like Commanders is a stupid name, and. Look, they made they finally made the decision to get rid, rid of the name Redskins. Great. Mm-hmm. And then they fell ass backwards into this Washington football team name, which was perfect. It was. It, it, it had, they had great logos, they had great merchandise. Washington football team, it sounds so like it sounds like so like old and important, you know? Like and now they changed to this Commanders. It's so stupid. You know, there's other stupid ones like the Cleveland baseball team changed their name to Guardians. That's terrible, also. And I know Look. why they did that because they wanted it to end in I A N S. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, why? Why don't the Chicago Blackhawks have to change their name, or the Atlanta Braves, or the Kansas City Chiefs, or the Florida State Seminoles? Like, all yeah. of those teams should change their names. Yeah, I mean, I think the Blackhawks reached out to some. Aboriginal leaders and they had a consultation. I don't know. It's the whole thing is look, we can't keep up. And it doesn't even matter because I'm still gonna in five, in 10 years from now, I'm still gonna be calling them the Redskins. I still call this the 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 LA Chargers the San Diego Chargers. That's not even a nickname, that's a whole city different. Right. You know, so and and you think I'm gonna 
I didn't. You think I'm gonna call the Cleveland baseball team the Guardians? I'm gonna keep calling them the Indians. Like in my brain, that's what they're gonna be. Right. So I mean, maybe it's gonna take generations to to change things. You know. So so all that being said, if you have like a, uh, do you have any Washington football team merchandise? Because if you do, it's like collector's item now. Right. It probably it's probably <laughs> too expensive to buy it now because it's going out of uh, you know they're not making it anymore. Uniforms. You know, we always like to talk about uniforms. Yes. So you you had texted me when Team Canada, the soccer men's soccer team, was playing their game at home. How come they're wearing black? I was very annoyed by this because, first of all, I turned on the game. At all, it had already started. Like It was 20 seconds into the game, and I didn't see the pregame ceremony. And I see right. one team is wearing black and one team is wearing white. And I have no idea, you know, who's who. Right. Because because it was a Canada versus United States game. Neither Canada nor United States has any black in their flag. So why either right. team is wearing black is beyond me. Um and then obviously I they showed a close up of one of the players and I figured out who's who. But Canada should always wear either red or white and that is it in international competition in any sport. Period. Now, we know the Olympics have started. Yes. And the women's hockey tournament has already started. They played games even before the opening ceremonies. I'm glad you brought this up. And did you see those uniforms? Yes. And I didn't like Brutal. the uniforms they wore in the first game. because Brutal. First of all, they're completely black with red numbers. No, actually, I think they were black with black numbers, in fact, if I'm not mistaken. You couldn't even see. You, you couldn't see the numbers or the names at all. So so they have, by the way, the women's hockey team and the men's hockey team and the and the para ice hockey team have the same exact uniforms and they have, and they have three and they have three different versions of the uniform. There's a white one, there's a red one, and there's a black one. I like the white one. I like the red one. I don't like the black one. Well, I saw the red one today because they played today again. It's red with black numbers. Yeah. Again, it's still not the best, but it's better than the black uniform. Um, so, so the men's, I, I'm glad I see, I knew you would know this. So the men do have the same uniforms as as the women. The men it's and the, the women jersey. and the power ice hockey team all have the same exact uniforms. Ugh, the, the those black ones are bad. They're really bad. Like that's like that's an offense. Like it's should not be allowed. You know, really, and and I, I will concede that okay, if you want to make a third uniform, like it's hard to make a third uniform for any team, right? Yeah. yeah. So like for example, the Toronto Maple Leafs tried to make a third jersey, but they only have two colors. Same thing with the Detroit Red Wings. They tried to make a third jersey. They only have two colors. So it's hard to make a third jersey. The Montreal Canadiens yeah. tried to make a third jersey and they made it predominantly blue because Montreal yeah. Canadiens have three different colors in their uniform. So sure. if Canada wanted to make a third jersey and have black in it, the least they could have done was make the logo on the chest and the numbers on the back and on the arms a different color. Instead, they made it black on black, you know, with a little outline, which annoys me when teams do that. And and too many teams have done that in the past five years. I heard like, I saw on Twitter, like after the first game of the women, it was like one of the broad, someone who like broadcasts hockey for a living. I forget who it was basically saying, this is an offense to all hockey broadcasters because when you're calling the game, you can't see anything. You don't know what's going on. You can't see any of the names or the numbers. So anyways, I get, I mean, Speaking, and now I'm segueing again beautifully. I I I mentioned months ago that uh, Team Canada for the Olympics dropped the bay as their uh, as their uniform sponsor. I guess I don't as know their what to call apparel them. provider. A, a beautiful apparel provider. It's a good Love thing it. you have me and on now, the show. 
and it was going to be Lululemon. Now it's Lululemon. And and I saw like the mock-ups of the Lululemon stuff at at the time and I was like, "Oh, I don't know about this." But I really really liked them yesterday. <laughs> I was really like I was really kind of they're they're really different and Lululemon style, right? So like it, it it's true to what it was supposed to be and I I actually may go to the mall today to Lululemon to actually look at the stuff in person and maybe buy some Canada merchandise, although like I mentioned to you, you know, on the air, it's like $75 for a t-shirt at Lululemon. So I don't know what I can afford. So since you brought up Lululemon, I will tell you that I was in a Lululemon store a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. I needed to purchase a new pair of ABC pants. Oh, best pants in the world. They are the best pants in the world. And while I was in the store, I saw some of the Team Canada merchandise. It is very nice mm-hmm. and it is very expensive. Um, one thing that I didn't understand about the opening ceremony outfits that they were wearing is if you have this like heavy, warm winter coat, why would you want to remove the sleeves? I, I don't get that. <laughs> the coat, I looked it up yesterday. I told you this off air, but I'll tell the listeners. They have this like customizable coat. It's like adjustable. Like you can remove the bottom to make it shorter or longer. You can take the sleeves on or off. You can configure. It's a, called a configurable coat. You can have it any kind of way you want. So it was confusing yesterday because we saw like some of the athletes coming with this long coat with no sleeves, <laughs> right? And and by know, the way, a, that the coat, it while it is, you know, I'm sure it's very warm. I don't know. I haven't actually worn it. Right. Uh, it is. It is too long. Like I that that coat would bother me. Right, especially right. if uh, I was, I agree. especially if I was driving. Oh, you can't. But I mean, that's more of a women's style, I think, a long coat like that. No, I mean, anyways. Well, the know. men were wearing it too. They were. Well, they have no choice. <laughs> Although they could have configured it short, I guess maybe they didn't know. So, speaking of the Olympics, I I know because you mentioned you watched hockey, and I've watched all the hockey games so far. But you'll be surprised to hear me say this: I am so into the curling, the mixed doubles curling. I'm so into it. Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this. I had the curling on this morning. Like it was just on TV while I was making coffee. And I was thinking to myself, who in their right mind can watch this? It's actually quite fascinating. Um, part of the thing I like about it is they all the curlers have mics right on their right on their shirts. Yeah. And so you, hear all you, the can strategy. Hear, you can hear every single word they are saying, like the strategy, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no secrets whatsoever. Imagine you could hear that like in other sports that you watch. You would love that. I know because this is not a sport. This is a game. This is a game they play on cruise ships. You know, it's called shuffleboard. Except it's on ice. But I actually, <laughs> I actually, I never told you this. Like I, I called a curling club a few months ago because I wanted to join. Like I want to actually yeah. learn how to curl. Um, unfortunately, there's there's not many opportunities because if you want to be part of a curling club, you need to be part of a team and like mm. what existing team is going to want me on their team. I suck at curling, right? They're going to want somebody good, not me. Yeah. So, but you can't just join up and well, I, guess I mean, not, I, right? I guess there, there's a way to take lessons, but they don't offer lessons, uh, you know, all the time. And, and the, if, if you do, it's quite expensive and the equipment's also expensive. So mm. it's not a simple thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to look into it because I want to actually learn how to curl. Is curling popular in Ontario? Look, I know. Look, look. I've just insulted. I've just insulted millions of people. There's millions of Canadians that play that do curling. Curling's very beloved in a lot of places in Canada, but I always assumed it was more of a Western type of pursuit. You know, like the Western provinces, because in Quebec it's not really that big. 
I think it's getting bigger in Quebec and it is pretty big in Ontario. And like when you ask someone about, you know, the most iconic Canadian things, you know, maple syrup, bacon, hockey, lacrosse, curling is in the list. No, no, of course it is. Yeah, I know. Did you ever, have you ever done curling before ever? ever? I've done it a few times because, you know, places that I've worked, we've had like uh, outings where the whole company will go curl for a day and it's actually Uh quite fun. Unfortunately, you know, it goes by so quick. By the time you get the hang of it, it's over. Right, right. Well, maybe I should try it. You know, I've, I've just like mocked this sport, but maybe I should actually try it before I mock it because apparently it's very fun like you said it's tons of fun it's more it's like more of like a almost like a get together like when you do when you play with friends right like it's a social activity plus if you watched any of the the mixed doubles curling so far the canadian team with rachel homan and john morris uh it's great to hear them talk to each other you know if one of them makes a mistake the other one calls them out on it like live during the game and it's it's pretty amazing to hear that so I realize it's not like one of these rough and tumble sports like football yeah, or hockey yeah. where there's hitting and stuff, but they actually get angry at each other if they make a mistake. Wow. And it's it's interesting to hear it. There's a lot of the sports that um, when we, we looked up last night, what are the new sports in the Olympics this year? You actually texted me without even knowing that we had looked it up. The mono, uh, the mono, the mono bob, bob. Because I was talking about that with a few other friends of ours yesterday on the phone. And I said, yes, there's a new Olympic sport. It's called monobob. And of course... None of them had any clue what I was talking about. So then after we were done, I texted them information about it. It's like a solo bobsled, I guess. Correct. Yes. And then a lot of the other new sports are not really new. They're just, um, they made mixed, mixed categories. Right. Like right? like speed skating, Which, for example, relay speed skating. Yeah. They started doing that in the Summer Olympics, the last Summer Olympics last year. And I mean, I guess it's, that's the trend now. So kind of, kind of cool. <laughs> Major League Baseball. So I just wanted to have one more. I only had one more topic, and that was uh, a little bit of baseball. Okay. You know, we've talked over the last year about this weird, weird uh, plan by the Tampa Rays to split their games between Tampa and Montreal. And just recently, MLB finally, like, came out and said, we don't support this. So basically, the plan's over now. (laughs) Um it was really weird here, Josh, in Montreal, the day that that news came out. It was really weird. Like, they had... I, I happened to be in the car because I had an appointment to go to uh, physiotherapy. And I was listening to the sports radio. And, and they were talking about it on, on the radio, like, as if it was, like, some big, huge, like, hammer that fell. And what a dark day for baseball in Montreal. It was, like, doom and gloom. And I was listening to this, and I was like, what kind of reality are we in here? Like... There was no way this was ever going to happen. Like there was, I know, I know they say they had plans and they were serious about it and everything, but like in my mind, this was never, ever happening. It was just some weird thing that they were talking about. Like, I just didn't get it. Well, I didn't hear any of that because I obviously don't live in Montreal anymore, but you know, when, when this plan was first announced, what it seems like two years ago now, I I told you then that it sounded like asinine. And then when you told me that, you know, the plan was shot down, just a few weeks ago, I said, well, I hope so. And it's about time they shot it down because it was the dumbest idea ever, you know, to, to try to build two new stadiums in two different cities that would only be used half the amount of time made absolutely Mm -hmm. no sense. You know, this is zero. Like, like Tampa already has a problem with their lease in their, in their stadium. And now they're trying to get one built and they don't know how they're going to do it. So they already have that hurdle to overcome, which is huge. 
And then they they expect a stadium to be built here in Montreal where it's like going to be impossible to do like like it, that that's the part of the plan that never made sense. It was like, how are they possibly going to build two stadiums when it's already almost impossible to build one stadium? So that's what I just didn't get. And, and, and I heard a lot of theories about like, why did MLB finally like say no to this? And apparently they just were going along with it all the time because they never thought it was serious. And they thought it was, they thought it was the Tampa owner making up something to get leverage to get a new stadium from the the city or the state, right? And I'm sure that was uh, part of it. I'm sure he was using it as leverage. Same thing right. when when the Oakland A's are threatening to move out of Oakland, you know, because mm-hmm. they want Oakland to build them a new stadium or someone to build them a new stadium. As much as I miss the Expos, um, if I was like the mayor of Montreal or the premier of Quebec and someone came to me and said, we need to build a new baseball stadium because we want to try and attract a baseball team, I'd say, get out of here. You're out of your mind. I'm not spending all that money on a baseball stadium. Forget about it. Look, our our hospitals are crumbling in Quebec. Like, there's just no way that any level of government here can come out and say, we're throwing this much money, X amount of millions for a stadium. It's, it's, it'll be the death of their political careers. Like, they, it can't happen. You know, but um, so basically I what I was starting to say is like MLB went along with it because they thought it was just Tampa trying to get leverage. And then when they realized that um, that there was it was actually a serious plan and that there's people they had meetings and they had they had an actual plan to make this happen and they realized that it could happen. They were like, no, we don't support this. Let's put an end to it. <laughs> it's just the weirdest little plan in the world, although I did hear an interview with the owner of the Rays. Um, what is his name? Stuart Sternberg. Sternberg. Exactly. I heard an interview with the owner of the Rays, and he did say something that piqued my curiosity a little bit. He's saying that he really believes that this two-city model is the way of the future, and that he really believes that all the professional sports are going to eventually have teams with this two-city model because he thinks it's going to be really, really viable. Now, it may not be viable in this situation because like what we just said with you need two stadiums, but he he really thinks that there's something to it in terms of like, if you get the right match, it really could work. And maybe he's right. Maybe he is right. You know, like, I don't know, but I guess we'll see. I mean, I mean certainly not in the NFL because there's only 16 games. That's never going to work. If, the, if there are two cities that already have two stadiums that are up to Major League Baseball standards... You know, and one city, let's say, is a warmer climate and the other one's a colder climate, then sure, it might it might work. But when there's two cities that don't have stadiums that need them to be built, then no, it's not gonna work because it's way too expensive. I agree. I agree. Anyways, like I just thought that was interesting because he's he's looking at the future and he's 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 imagining something that's never been done. So I, I definitely, you know, kind of congratulate him at least for that you know like i don't know you know when you hear all these stories right like right now there's a is it a lockout or a strike that's happening in baseball i'm not even sure which one it is it's a lockout and the the start of of next season is uh, is in jeopardy in fact the entire mm-hmm. season is in jeopardy so yeah. when you hear stories like that and then you hear also stories about you know Bryce Harper getting a $300 million contract and same thing with Monty Machado and and a bunch of other players when you hear those stories it actually I, I'm I'm sort of relieved that Montreal doesn't have a baseball team because if they did, there's no way that they could compete with those salaries. And and then it would be the same thing all over again. As soon as any player would become good, 
they'd leave to go play for another team. So why do I want to support a team like that? You shouldn't, and you won't. There you go. The Skip and Josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter and go to Facebook to like the show page. And now for some final thoughts from the guys. So I exhausted all my topics and I really don't have anything left here for the uh, the closing comments. But maybe you have some some stuff that you still want to mention. Yes. So have you been watching the Goldbergs? Uh, yeah, I watch it all the time. I mean, I'm up to date, I think. Okay, so a few things. Um, if you are up to date, spoiler alert, if anyone is not up to date, do not listen to this. So mm. our favorite couple broke up, Adam Goldberg and Bria B. They broke up. It was never going to work. <laughs> but then apparently in the most recent episode, they got back together again. So I'm not even sure yeah. what's going on with them. But did you hear the controversy on the Goldbergs? Apparently Jeff Garland was kicked off the show now. Well, this is what I wanted to talk about. So on the last episode... Murray is not on the episode at all. You don't see him. Yeah. You don't hear him. Nothing. They they talk yeah. about him, but you don't see him or hear him. And so I have a feeling that he's not going to be in any more episodes. No, he's not. They announced that. Well, I mean, he was kicked off the show basically for like really bad conduct on set. And and we're not talking about sexual misconduct or anything like this. Then there's no allegations of, of that kind of stuff. But it's it's allegations of like really intense bullying and just making it a toxic work environment for all the cast and the crew. So from what I read is that he uh, he's finished filming everything he had to do except for one episode. There's still one day of filming that that he, they wanted him to do that he would have done that's not done. So they're going to have to try to work around it, I think. And that's probably why you're seeing him with uh, not in the episode at all. I heard that they might take some footage from other episodes, you know, yeah. shots where you see the back of his head or something and and intersperse that into the new episodes. But it's going to be difficult because I always assumed that the season was going to end with the wedding. And it might still, who knows? Right. And obviously like to have the wedding of his daughter and him not to be in it or like sort of be, in, it could be really weird. Uh, but look, this is TV magic. These guys will figure it out. I don't know. I, I, uh, <laughs> I always assumed that this was the last season for the show regardless, but maybe I'm wrong because they haven't announced anything w w with regards to next season. I always thought that it was going to end with the, the, the wedding and that was going to be the end of it. And also Adam... But graduating high school and going to college exactly and he, exactly yeah. like to me it was gonna to me it was coming to sort of a natural end um but you know obviously with pops passing away in real life and now with this maybe this is the end like it'll just that, that'll be that right you know it's a shame because murray's actually a funny character and jeff garland is also on curb your enthusiasm and i find him funny mm -hmm. on that show too I'm sure he is funny. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, we know he's funny, but we don't know what he's like in real life, like to work with, right? So. No, we don't. So one other thing I wanted to mention, and you're going to laugh because everybody listening already knows what I'm about to say, including you. And I just discovered this on Monday. So Netflix, not that I just discovered <laughs> Netflix, but every time I watch Netflix, I just, there's a... When you have Bell 5, you just go to a certain channel on your guide and you watch Netflix that way. You don't have to turn on your computer. Mm -hmm. But the other day, I watched Netflix on my computer. And mm -hmm. I discovered that for every single show, pretty much, 
there's all these extra features that don't exist when you watch it through Bell 5. You know, you, so you can funny. watch trailers for the coming season. You can watch recaps from the previous season. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't know any of this existed. And so I've just opened up this huge new, I don't want to say can of worms because it's a good thing, yeah. not a bad thing, but yeah. it's like unreal. That's so funny. But there's probably lots of people like you who watch Netflix through like Bell, like on their TV. Like you do, right? Like I assume. But that's so weird. Like, but I mean, I've always known that there is different versions of Netflix depending on the platform that you watch on. I discovered that a while ago. But yeah, that uh, I mean, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> By the way, so you watch like you watch like all kinds of trailers and behind the scenes and stuff that you didn't know about. Exactly. Or? Yes, I did. So I have a question for you. Um, are you able to, if you had a VPN, are you able to log into the American Netflix? Yes. Yes, and I have. With your existing username and password? Correct, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, um, if I travel to New York today, and I can, like I have, or travel to the United States, and I connect to Netflix from there with my existing username and password, mm -hmm. I'll see the American Netflix. Okay. It's like you get, you get the shows that are where you are. You know, it knows where you are. Interesting. So... Um, yeah, it is kind of interesting. At one point, I think a few years ago, my daughter wanted to watch something and she's like, it says it's on Netflix, but I can't find it. And then I looked some, looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's only on the American Netflix because American Netflix has a lot more, um, like TV shows, like reality type of shows, like at the time, you know? So yeah, I have like a work VPN that connects me to my U S company and we, we logged on that way, you know, but like on a computer, right? Not on my, my TV. Right? Okay. Yeah, that, that clears that up. Yeah, tech corner. Nice. <laughs> so that concludes our episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. And uh, I mean, I think we already have a great topic in mind for next episode. We've got to get our research ready. Uh, I'm ready for the next episode, but we won't divulge what the topic is. <laughs> so I think you're actually ready for the next two, right? Because we, we, we planned ahead a little bit. Yes, we finally. did. We were, for some reason, we're ahead of schedule. Yeah, we are. By the time we have our next episode, you know, the Super Bowl will have happened. So have a great Super Bowl and uh, I'll speak to you next time. Okay. Have a good week. 